Welcome to the Greater Is God podcast, where we believe God is greater than what you have faced in your past, greater than what you are currently facing in your present, and greater than what you will face in the future, where we believe that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Stay tuned as we get prepared to dive into a brand new episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Greater is God podcast. My name is Ashley Dillard and I am your host. I'm not going to waste much time. I want to dive right into today's episode. But before I do that, I have a couple minor announcements. One, the Spiritual Spring Cleaning Guide is down below for absolutely free. All you do is enter your email address. The Spiritual Spring Cleaning Guide will be sent to your email and you'll be able to read it for free. And it goes through some of the things that the Lord has taught me. I actually created it back in 2018, and it was free for a while back then. And I want to refresh it. I wanted to change a few things in it, and then I wanted to re-release it this year. Um, and so that's what that's what we've done. It's an incredible guide. Um, I think you'll greatly enjoy it, and it's absolutely free. So no harm uh, in getting it and giving me some feedback on what you thought. I greatly appreciate it. So go ahead, click the link down below. And yeah, that's the first announcement. Secondly, kind of heading into today's episode, I want to talk about the fact that you are in ministry. And I know you might be thinking, Ash, what are you talking about? I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a first lady. I'm not ordained minister, elder, any of that. I understand that. But you are still in ministry. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you believe in the word of God, if you believe in the great commission when God said uh, to go out and make disciples of the nations, if you believe that, then you are in ministry. And you are ministering not by just what you're saying, but by how you're living your life. Because there's people out there that are watching you right now that you may not think they're watching you may not think anyone's paying attention to you You may think that you're quiet you go to work you do your job or you know you're raising your children Um, but people are always watching and they're watching to see if what you say that you live and how you live match up and are in alignment with one another and uh, so it's really important that that you live in such a way that brings glory and honor to God and that you do the very best job that you can at representing him uh, and doing a good job at being the minister he's called you to be ultimately um, and not running from the Great Commission, not running from that calling, um, not thinking that you have to have a pulpit or a platform to minister because you're ministering every day. You're ministering to your children, to your spouse, to um, those in your friend group, in your friend circle, you know, you're ministering. Um, and, and it's important to evaluate and say, okay, if I'm a minister right now, what is my ministry? What is my life saying about me? How I'm living my life? Is it in alignment with what the word of God says or is it out of alignment and I know I need to get back on track? Okay, I know I need to get back on track. What are some of the steps that I can do to get me there? And a lot of that is in the spiritual spring cleaning God. A lot of that are steps to take to figure out how to get back on track if you're off track and how to stay on track 
Um, if you already feel as though you're going in the right direction, your relationship with the Lord is good and on solid foundation. Um, you know, we can always continue to grow and develop ourselves, always continue to be praying and fasting and reading our word and just staying in that vein so that we can stay connected to God as our source, because he is our sole source in this world. There's nothing else that can save us or fulfill us or um, give us unexplainable joy in times of sorrow like God can. Because there are, have been many times of sorrow. I think I've said it on the podcast, but I know my grandmother passed away. My husband's grandmother passed away. Um, and we were being hit with trials and tribulations. And God is saying, this is a perfect time to praise me. And for many people, it's like, man, you're going to be praising God when, you know, there's been death in your family, when you've been going through this and going through that, health issues, X, Y, and Z. And, and the answer should be absolutely because my praise is not determined by my circumstances. My praise, I'm praising God simply because he's God and simply because he's great. Not good, but great. He's a great, great father. And so my praise is not conditional. I'm not praising him because things are easy. And I'm not just praising him because things are hard. I'm praising him because he's God and God alone, because he's sitting high and looking low, because he's the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. There's no one like him on this earth because he woke me up this morning and started me on my way because he gave me the ability to see, hear, walk and talk because he blessed me with two beautiful, healthy, amazing children. You know, whatever it is, whatever your reason is to praise God and to show God your thankfulness, we should be doing that on a continuous basis. We should always be thankful to the Lord in good as well as difficult situations. You know why? Because when we offer up our praises to God, especially going through difficult times, what we're saying is, God, I trust you. I might not understand it. This might not what this might not be what it is that you said it was going to be in this this time. I don't feel like like Lord, you said that you know I was gonna have X, Y, and Z, and in this season you may not have it yet. Are you gonna continue to trust Him anyway? You know that's the God wants us to walk in faith and not fear. God wants to worship and not worry. God wants us to praise Him even under immense amounts of pressure. He wants us to praise Him anyway. Praise him through that pressure. Um, and so I want to come on here today, and this is not what I want to talk about, um, because we're actually going to be talking about um, Peter on today. But I just want to say that to anyone out there, that you're in ministry right now, that people are looking at your life right now, that they're observing you from afar. They might not say anything right now, but what I need you to do is make sure that you are representing Christ to the best of your ability, showing people that, yes, God is a good, good father, not by what you say, but by what you do. Your actions say everything. Your actions say everything without you actually having to say anything. They can tell if you love the Lord by how you live. They can tell that you worship God by how you act, especially under pressure. So 
we, um, if you read the title of today's episode that you can see that it says in the middle of it. I love the fact that when I read God's word that I could have read the story five or six or seven times and that the Lord will still bring something to uh, my attention that I didn't read before or, or that I didn't notice before. And this is no uh, different from that. This is uh, Jesus walks on water. So he just got done feeding the 5,000. We're in Matthew chapter 14, and verse starting at verse 22. And it says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. 23 says, after sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Jesus continuously isolated himself after performing miracles. Um, And even before performing miracles, he would always go by himself to pray. He always knew that he needed to go and get that refresh from the Father. He knew that he couldn't pour out of an empty cup. So he would go and get refilled by God, who was his source. When the Lord is your source, you understand nothing else is going to fill me like God can. Nothing else is going to satisfy that longing in my soul like God can. You would try to use counterfeits, uh, whether it's um, reliance on food, whether it's reliance on people, always wanting people to be around, um, trying to get others to fill your cup. And it's, it's the counterfeit in your spirit knows. Like your spirit understands it's not the real thing. So I just wanted to point that out, that once again, that the Lord, that Jesus, after he um, has performed a miracle, he isolated himself. He went to a quiet place and he prayed. Um, And it says, Alice, night fell while he was alone. And meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on water. So he just got done praying. He just got done performing a miracle, praying, and now he's walking on water. We know that this is, is Jesus obviously operating in the supernatural. And then it says, when the disciples saw him walking on water, they were terrified. They'd never seen anything like this before. And I'm sure that happened many times in their um, walk with Jesus. Like, man, I've never seen anything like this happen before. Um, and it says they cried out in fear. It's a ghost, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. Then Peter called him, Lord, if it's really you tell me to come to you walking on water. So he, listen, Peter is bold enough to ask the Lord. He said, Lord, if it's really you, then tell me, call me out there onto the water. Allow me to, to do what it is that you're doing. Allow me to experience the supernatural in the same way that you're experiencing it right now. Verse 29, Jesus says, yes, come. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Okay, so there's so much that happens in just verse 29 by itself. Uh, Verse 29 and verse 30. Verse 29 is the Lord told him yes. And so Peter, in faith, stepped out onto the water in faith. Like he's literally walking on water. He has so much faith, enough faith to get out of the boat and walk towards Jesus. 
his eyes on Jesus. He's walking in that direction. He's walking in the middle of a miracle. Like no one's seen this done before. Um, you know, Jesus is doing it. Now Peter's doing it. And then it says, but when he saw the strong wind, let me ask y'all something. Have y'all ever saw wind? We can't see wind, but what we can see is the effect that wind has on other things. You can see the effect that wind has on trees because then the leaves are blowing. You can see the effect that wind is having, you know, on the waves. You can see the effect that the wind is having on your hair, but you can't see wind. I wanted to bring this up because the Lord brought this up to me and he says, so often it's the unseen that trips my people up. It's the things that you cannot see, but you can feel. See, you can't see the wind, but you sure can feel it. You can't see anxiety, but you can feel it. You can't see worry, but you can feel it. You can't see depression, but you can feel it. And the effects that it has on your spirit when you're anxious and when you're fearful and when you're worried, those things begin to manifest into physical ailments. What once started off as spiritual, what once started off as something that could not be seen, then evolves into something that can be seen. And so what started off as, as Peter doing this incredible miracle, walking on water, something that everyone could see, turned into him focusing on what could not be seen, the wind, the waves, that turned into fear. He took his eyes off Jesus. And the moment he did that, it says he began to sink. The moment his mind went from, wow, I'm, I'm focusing on Jesus, I'm walking on water, I'm in the middle of a miracle, a distraction came. Fear came knocking on the door. And right in the middle of doing something incredible that he had just asked God to allow him to do, it was cut short by fear. What I'm saying is we allow fear and anxiety and worry to rob us from experiencing the fullness of miracles that God has in store for us. There are things that we are walking in right now that we once prayed and asked God for. I prayed and asked God for the house that I'm sitting in right now recording this podcast in. And I prayed and asked him for a house for many, many years. I mean, that was at the top of my prayer list for years. But when I got here and I started to get comfortable in my house, I started to complain about certain little things. And God said, hold up. Because, I mean, the Lord comes to me straight, direct, plain. There ain't no fluff. He said, hold up. You're complaining about the very thing that you prayed and asked me for, and I blessed you with it. I mean, you prayed and asked me for this house for five, six years in a row on your knees saying, Lord, please bless me with a home. I want to have a home to raise my children in. I want to have ownership. All these things that you were praying and asked me for. And you've been in the house less than a year, and you're already distracted by one ailment, one thing that could possibly go wrong. And now you're complaining about the very thing that you asked me to bless you with. I want you to take a look at your life. And I'm not too, I'm not too proud to admit it. Um, but I, I want you to take a look at, at your life and have a moment of reflection and, and think like, okay, Lord, 
What is it that I'm walking in right now? What is it that I'm in the middle of? What is it that I prayed and I asked you for that I, I, that I find myself complaining about? And then go to God and repent. I mean, that's what I had to do. I said, Lord, I'm so sorry. You're right. I did ask you for this house. You're right. I was praising you when I first walked into these doors. But why is it that, like, as soon as we get the blessing, like, it, it, like for us, it's like our attention span is quick. We praise God for the first month. We praise God for the second month. We praise God for the third month. But shoot, by the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, we, it's little things. Oh, this, is, I, this bothers me. I don't like this about this or, or, you know, and then you, you've moved on and instead of having a mindset of continuous praise and thankfulness for what it is that God has done for you, you begin to think of all the things that need to be fixed or all the things that are going wrong. It is a mindset, mindset shift that needs to take place in our lives as believers. We should constantly be praising God. It's like, hey, I should be in this house for five years and still be thanking God for blessing me to have a roof over my head and somewhere for my children to sleep every night. But um, I look, I say all this to say, do some self-evaluating this week, this weekend. Take some time and say, Lord, show me what it is that I have prayed for. Show me what it is that you have blessed me with. And allow that to be an encouragement for several reasons. One, Lord, you hear my prayers and you answer them. Maybe not exactly when I want you to answer them, but you answer my prayers. You hear me, God, and you answer them. Two, Lord, I thank you so much for answering my prayers. And uh, please, Lord, stop me from complaining about the very things that I prayed for. It's as simple as that. Um, as I said earlier in the episode, Spiritual Spring Cleaning Guide, absolutely free. Down below, click the link. I appreciate you guys so much. I thank you guys for sticking in there with me, even through, you know, my ups and downs, trying to find the perfect time to record these episodes. I appreciate you all so much. Be blessed. Have an amazing remainder of your week, and God bless.